Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark, mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Maybe start the program off a little differently someday. I mean, Hello, hello. I tried to do that occasionally <laughs> to make sure you can't talk. That improves the you show. You can say, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here on On the Mark on another wonderful day where we have a lot of exciting information to pass on to you. We invite your calls. We're looking forward to it. And the program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. See, that's upbeat. It's different. And you're beating your head on the table. <laughs> <laughs> On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury. Can I get back to my daily routine? Sure. Don't let me bounce you out of your comfort zone. We have a call coming in. We're trying to take this show to the next level, folks, so please participate and in we're the... We're failing miserably, up. aren't we? <laughs> Somebody hit the uh, up button on the elevator. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at double kok.com and you can text us at 70236 in just a few days from now but the text system is still busted i have to participate in the training before i'm allowed to use the new system so i'm hoping to do the training uh, tomorrow we have on the news line mark mcdade he's uh, one of the individuals who's advocating for the shikalemi support staff union that plans a strike on friday mark your exact title please Yes, hi, Mark. Uh, it's PSCA Uniserve representative. I'm a labor representative. All right. Well, thank you so much for checking in today. Very glad to hear from you. Uh, let's get a little bit of background in terms of the Shikalimi uh, Association of Support Staff. Tell us who it's representing, how many there are, and, and walk us through the negotiations as they approach to this date. Yes, uh, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listening audience. So the Shikalemi Education Support Professionals Association represents the secretaries, instructional aides, personal care aides, and cafeteria aides, as well as clerical workers um, with the district. And security, what, computer services, really a wide range. Anybody who supports the administration and the teachers, just about, right? There is a, they play a vital role in, in many ways. I mean, obviously, instructional aides are working one-on-one or, or general in class, supporting the teachers, helping with the students, the personal care aides How many are working with our most at-risk students, the ones who have uh, severe disabilities, uh, who need the most care. Just for uh, our secretaries, of course, are working with administrators. They're kind of the uh, the nucleus of the school, so they're they're coordinating things between administrators and teachers. Uh, we have secretaries in the in payroll in the business office, accounts payable, receivable. So they're very important positions uh, in in all ways to the school district and to the taxpayers. Uh, this is Joe. Uh, I'm Mark's co-host. Uh, question for you. Oh yes, Joe. Just so, just so we're clear, uh, you're not actually an employee of the Shikalimi School District. You're a representative of the uh, the union. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. So what are the sticking points here? 
Well, it, it's, it's a very unique situation. I've been involved in, in multiple negotiations. So, some get difficult. This one is probably uh, the most difficult I have ever seen and for two reasons. One, uh, the district seeks to subcontract this work that these employees perform to the school district. And within the collective bargaining agreement, the contract that was signed mutually between the employees and the school board clearly states that they agree not to subcontract their work. Yet we find them going through the motion, putting out requests for proposals uh, for bids from private companies to come in and do the work uh, instead of the people who they committed themselves to. So that's the first big hurdle that we have in this negotiation. And these would be the non second, these would be non-union personnel that they're trying to recruit. <laughs> is that correct? Well, it's well, with the with the private company. Yes. Uh, the private company, the one that they are looking at is uh, out of New Jersey. So it's taking the current staff members who are employed by the district. They want to sever that relationship 100% with them and hire this outside company who may or may not employ the same people, okay. but at a much reduced uh, rate of pay and benefits. Okay, gotcha. Now we understand that. What's the next point? Well, the next point is is that they're seeking concessions from these instructional aides and secretaries upwards of $600,000 a year. Uh, that's their proposal. Now, we have instructional aides who earn, uh, for the 10 months of service, approximately fifteen dollars to $18,000 annually. That's before taxes and before pension contribution and health care costs. So we're not talking about uh, employees who earn a very competitive uh, professional wage. We have individuals who, quite frankly, in some cases qualify for public assistance yet are gainfully employed by the school district. So for them to collectively come up with $600,000 in cost savings is unreasonable. We're looking at people who may be earning uh, 15 or $18 an hour being reduced to $12 an hour. We're looking at individuals who may have a health care plan, which they uh, pay a contribution towards, uh, but that would be severely uh, reduced or substantially reduced. How much, I don't know, because every time we ask the school district, we ask the school board, what does this $600,000 look like? They will not tell us. They just tell us, put together a proposal that finds us $600,000 in cost savings. It, it's, it's an impossible task for us to do. You have about 65 employees at $600,000. You're looking at upwards of nine dollars to $10,000 in givebacks per employee. Now, it, it's simple arithmetic. If somebody is earning $20,000 and they're asking for a $10,000 reduction, uh, that doesn't really leave much uh, room for anybody to be able to pay their grocery bills, let, let alone uh, a rent or a mortgage. Well, Mark, are they are they doing the same thing to the to the professional staff? Are they looking for similar reductions from them or greater reductions? <laughs> n n not that I'm aware of. No. And this all is of just strictly towards the secretaries and the instructional aides. And all of this is, of course, in the background where administrators' salaries are already exorbitantly high and growing exponentially, and teacher salaries continue to climb all the while. Correct. Um, I, I don't know if that's a correct characterization of it. I think that, you know, everybody is, is deserving of a competitive uh, wage, and the professional educators and administrators, they, they perform an awesome responsibility. 
And I'm a big believer in that people should be paid what they're worth. And there's a lot of value to what administrators do and what teachers do in the classroom. Likewise, there's great value with uh, the secretaries and the instructional aides. So everybody has a, has a role to play. Uh, but without doubt, this, this situation is, is one of the worst I've ever seen as far as an employer going after the employees to come up with significant cost savings. The, you, the numbers just don't, don't add up. Right. And it, it lends itself to bad faith bargaining. Because when you're negotiating a contract and you're looking for compromise, uh, we, we know that it's inherent to have compromise in the, in the contract negotiation. And, and we've expressed a willingness to work with them on health care costs. Uh, but what they're looking for is well beyond a, a, a pound of flesh here. Well, are you not afraid that uh, these individuals going on strike will just lead to the district finding more contractors, maybe each and every individual that hits the picket line finding somebody to substitute for them? Uh, no, no, we're not concerned with that, but uh, for a few reasons. N- number one, uh, the district really relies on these individuals pro- to provide the services. It, it, and, and I don't think the school board really uh, knows just how much uh, of role these individuals play. They have the institutional memory uh, of, of where things are and how things work. Um, they have the relationship with the parents and the students in particular. Um, and they're the conduit, as I, as I share with you, between the administration uh, and, and the teachers in, in, in many ways. So these people are not easily replaceable. And moreover, there are vacancies that currently exist where the district can't even find people to fill these positions because the wages are not competitive enough, because the expectation of the workload and the responsibility that comes with it is so great, it far, the responsibility far exceeds what the pay or benefit plan uh, provides. So people look elsewhere for jobs. Can you tell me what their state, what the administration's stated goal is in this negotiation? In other words, are they counting on the $600,000 to balance the budget? Is it part of an overall plan to cut costs? Then this is just a piece of it. What are you aware of? Well, that, that's a question for them, I, I think, for them to answer. Uh, my, my opinion in working with our team and talking with uh, our members, the employees uh, who are going to be directly uh, affected by this, uh, we look at, at this as, a, uh, as basically a big bullseye on all of these individuals. Because when we began the negotiation, uh, the school board was nowhere near as aggressive in their proposal. And as, as time went on, as time marched on, they went from uh, having a, a, not an not acceptable proposal, but a, a reasonable position to a complete unreasonable position, meaning there was some room for movement on their part, and then they completely turned a, uh, did a 180, as we say, and, and walked back uh, well beyond the, the realm of, of what would allow us to reach an agreement. And I can give you an accurate characterization of one thing, and that's that taxes have been going up virtually every year at Chickalemi. Something has got to give. Is it not time for support staff to join in what has happened elsewhere and give back a little bit? Well, I, I would say that they, they give back all the time. We have the people who are, are being directly affected are those taxpayers. Uh, the, these instructional aides and secretaries, by and large, live within the Shikalemi uh, School District. They are community stakeholders themselves. They are local taxpayers. And 
there is funding issues uh, with all school districts statewide, not just at Shikolemi. And, and, and that's a fair funding issue that needs to be settled um, at Harrisburg. Uh, but what we know is that the, the proposals that are being made by the association, and obviously we have room to move. These are just positions. Um, we, we, we know there's compromise. The district is in a position to afford, and as I shared with you earlier, they can't even find people to fill these positions to begin with because the wages are not competitive enough with what's happening in the private sector. How would, then, how would that then benefit them contracting out for a company in New Jersey? I can't imagine a company in New Jersey could come in and provide the services for less money unless they were attempting to just break the union. And Is that their goal? Well, I, I think that's, that, that's two-part, yes. I, I think that's, that is clearly um, potentially a union-busting position that they're taking, especially when the contract specifically says that they can't do it. Um, and there's a Supreme Court decision on that. The PA Supreme Court has already ruled on that issue in favor of the employees. So I don't know where they think they can, they, they can do this. But you're absolutely right. Uh, new, the New Jersey company coming in is not going to be able to provide the same level of services. A lot of times school boards erroneously believe that they can contract out, save money, and still get the same services by employing the people who they just uh, essentially fired. And while some people do stay and will work for that outside company, the vast majority decide, you know what, I can get a better wage elsewhere and uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, because while everybody loves their job at Shikolemi, and, and they do, this going on strike is a, is a very emotional, very visceral experience for them, uh, especially those, those uh, instructional aides who work one-on-one -on -one with the, the, the personal carry students. It's a very difficult experience for them to do a work stoppage, uh, but they also have families and they have their own bills to pay, and eventually everyone has to make that decision in life of, of how they're going to provide for themselves and for their families. All right, well said. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we'll give you the last word. Anything to add, Mark? Well, I would ask the community to please come out and, and support uh, these employees uh, who are standing up for themselves, their profession. Uh, they're self-advocating for their quality of life, and they're also advocating for the students they serve. It's a complete mischaracterization to say that these employees don't care about the students. They deeply care about them. This is absolutely gut-wrenching for them to take a work stoppage, but the proposal by the school board, a $600,000 cost savings, surrendering, give back, however we want to say it, is just over the top. It's unacceptable. It's unreasonable. It's unrealistic. And we need the support of the community to come out and say to the school board, these employees who happen to be my neighbor and my friend, they deserve a fair contract. Let's give them a fair shake. All right, well, thank you so much, Mark uh, McDade from the PSEA uh, Union, representing the support staff at Shikolemi. Thank you so much for checking in yes, today. Thanks a lot, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. You too. Right. Uh, we invite uh, your comment on this topic. If you have an opinion about the Salike, uh, strike of some individuals on uh, Friday morning in the Shikolami School District, this support staff, you heard the union version. We have uh, emails out to, to the board and uh, superintendent, so we will get their view on this uh, same topic as the uh, days progress, most likely. And uh, we'd like to hear your view on this as well. Call us now, 1-800-795. 
1-800-795-9565 is the on-the-mark telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Maybe a good question would be, uh, should the support staff give back, reduce costs, $600,000 uh, total in the in the upcoming fiscal year? Uh, is that uh, reasonable? What's your view on that? When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is sitting on the other side of the table. And uh, we are talking about the potential, I was not more than potential now, the uh, walkout scheduled to this Friday by support staff at Chickalimi School District. And we uh, have talked to the union representative, and Mark and I are prepared to debate the subject. And we have a caller on the line who wants to comment on it as well. Bob, you're on the mark. Yes, um, good morning, everyone. You know, from being um, raised in the Shikalani School District, as far as the support staff, uh, teachers, aides, uh, people on the buses and everything, they get to know the students uh, year after year after year after year, and these are local residents that have been involved with the school district and, and, and what I call the extra, you know, curricular activities. So I'm in support of that. I mean, you know, why hire a company from... New Jersey that doesn't know anything about Pennsylvania. Well, presumably the company from New Jersey has experience doing the same thing in other school districts, but I think the salient point is why would why would you bring in people uh, supplant people who are in your local community, paying your local taxes, supporting your local businesses? Why would you replace them with potential out-of-state people? Yes. Yes, that's my that's my main point and then of course I have personal friends that work with the school district and they're getting petitions from the you know from the people you know involved in that to say hey we want you know we want to keep our jobs sure well I, I can understand that but yet on the other hand the school district has a responsibility of being fiscally responsible and trying to make sure that the taxpayers don't get bled to death this yes. is a this is a tightrope here brother yes yeah, not the Shikolabi employment agency no. <laughs> right <laughs> supposed to save money and 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 work efficiently and that's the way private business does it when private business runs into dilemmas they go to their contractors and vendors and so on and say you know can we get this price still lower and still get the same quality project uh, they don't do that with teachers or administrators, but they do do it with other individuals associated with the district. So they're trying to uh, save a dollar in that way, you know, try to be as efficient as possible. Thank you so much, Bobby. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. 
All right, thank you. Take care. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we have been talking about uh, school strikes in one form or another since about 1975 in the Shikinami School District. Is that when the first uh, strike was around here that you recall? Uh, you know, I don't remember, to be honest with you. I know it affected my junior year in school, so that would be 76. So, And that was at Shikinami. But I got a lot of projects done around my dad's house when <laughs> we were... <laughs> painting and working on some other things while the teachers were uh, striking. Well, so what, I, what I don't understand here anyway. is that why why $600,000 and why this particular group? That's why I asked the union rep whether or not this was part of some, as far as he understood, whether this was part of some comprehensive effort on the part of the school board and the administration to reduce costs to avoid a tax increase or to avoid a, a substantial tax increase. Or what's the goal? In other words, it seems odd to me to just say, all right, from the support staff, we want $600,000. Well, the first question would be, why? Why this group? Why this number? Why them now? Yeah. And I and I guarantee you that this is part of the district's uh, overall fiscal responsibility, as you've described it. They have literally looked at everything and kept uh, the budgets as reasonable as possible. And sure, the and tax that's, their, increases that's their responsibility. To as do. reasonable as possible. And the, the raises that the administrators and teachers get as reasonable as possible but and still keep good quality people. To what extent are the salaries paid these people out of balance? I think the school district would owe us an explanation, would owe the taxpayers an explanation as to why this particular group is so out of balance well, that they, they need to be... Well, they haven't been brought along salary-wise over the years. That's why. Well, that they... No, I'm saying that apparently they've been overly brought along if they're trying to get back oh, $600,000. No, 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 they're just using them to save money. They're turning to one of their variables, and one of the ways they could potentially save money is through contractors and through just asking for givebacks and reductions, and that's what they're doing. So they either have to cut back on instruction, they have to cut back on professional staff, they have to cut back on support staff, or work they have for to, less. Find some way to find some way to get supplies cheaper. You know, it's not an easy situation that the school district, any school district, finds itself in. But with all this money that's been floating around from the federal government to the school districts as part of the CARES Act and other funding, federal funding, uh, why this year? Why is it necessary now? Well, they have one of those luxuries that uh, uh, some employers have in our world today. They have workers who love their jobs. They love the students. They love working with the teachers. They just love participating in what's happening at Chickalemi, which it's very exciting overall. It's just ultra expensive, but these support staff love really and are beholden to Shikolami as a district and Sunbury area and Northumberland as a community, and so the district knows that. So, you know, Joe, uh, we, we pay you $2 a day to come in here and do the show, but I'll bet I could offer you $1 and you'd still come in because you like it that no, much. Buck 50. Buck I won't 50. Work okay, well, there you 50. go. See, that's not how salary <laughs> negotiations are supposed to go downwardly over right. the years. Uh, you should be asking for $5 a day, and then we'd settle on three. Okay, I'll take three. Okay, well, I'll tell the front <laughs> office. But in any event, you get the idea. Yeah, I do. You just love doing this. You love boning up on these topics in the morning and, and finding great uh, issues to discuss that have two sides to them so we can bring them up. Just as well, these support staff love working with the administrators and in the office.
offices and providing the security and doing the work and serving up the food. And uh, it used to be that working in the district was a good job and you'd have sort of some guaranteed raises along the way, even though the pay wasn't always perfect. The benefits were pretty good. And so, and plus you get a good feeling at the end of the day for having helped the community in the district. So, uh, but the district knows. But you can't beat your family with a good feeling. Well said. Thank you. Whose side are you on here? I I see both sides here. I really do. I mean, I I think the support staff does a critically important job with the school, and they deserve to be compensated fairly. I just am trying to figure out why this group has been singled out, as far as I know, on their own for $600,000 in givebacks, and why this time, and why why that group, and why that amount. All right. We hope to find out. Uh, We have a text out to Wendy Weiss, the school board president, and the superintendent, Dr. Jason Bendel, so hopefully they'll reply, and then we'll have uh, their uh, input on this topic. And the other event coming up at 9 o'clock this morning is supposedly the vote to oust oh. Liz Cheney. Oh, is that when it is? 9 a.m.? That was my is understanding. Is that secret? That, that is, uh, are you sure that's supposed to be public? Uh, you Republican eggheads are the ones that are... There you go, it. using that term eggheads again. Couldn't you, you say intelligentsia or the elite? Ultra-intelligent <laughs> zealots who fight strongly for an That's individual not a definition of egghead. or cause. Egghead well, it used a, to apply only to, to professors at colleges, but then we ended up with a lot of eggheads at other places, too. Ultra-intelligent individuals. Between who big fat and egghead, you have this obsession with offensive terms. Oh, you think egghead is... Offensive. Well, sure, it's demeaning. It's like saying it's not like saying you're a very bright person. Saying, "Oh, you're an." That's egghead. exactly what it does mean. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's derogatory. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll stop using it to describe you then. No, you won't. <laughs> I know you too well. <laughs> Joe's a big fat egghead. Okay. <laughs> All right. That felt better. Hey, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Look at every single vehicle on their lot, and there aren't as many vehicles there as there used to be. But pre-owned vehicles are in perfect condition there. Uh, and then order up a brand new Ford F-150. You can order a Hyundai of your choosing or a Kia Telluride to your doing, although they have some of them over there at the Kia dealership. And uh, then you will be what I am. And that's an individual waiting for your next vehicle to come in. And, of course, I might do what I've done before. Offer it up to somebody who comes on and says, Ooh, I love that rapid red F-150 with the six-foot bed that Mark Lawrence just ordered. I would like not one just like it. I, in fact, want that one. And they sell it right out from under me, and that's okay. I give my permission for that. But you could get a great vehicle at a great price at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. We'll talk about this and Liz Cheney during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and he's an ultra-intelligent, history-loving, numismatist, and philate... No, I don't do anything. Philanthropic. Philately. That's stamp. Philately. Okay, thank you. And he is uh, just a super smart guy. He's been in business 
his whole life, the broadcasting business. Did you ever work in any other business? No. Okay. Except out of my senior year, right after my senior year in high school, for six months or three months over the summer, I worked for the city of Harrisburg, scraping rust off pipes. Oh. <laughs> it was at that point I decided I didn't want to do manual labor for a living. <laughs> well, and that wasn't sustainable. Those pipes have since rusted over well, the again. Whole, the whole plant where I worked has been torn down. Oh, it's now a baseball okay. field there. <laughs> I guess you didn't get it clear enough. Okay. I guess I didn't. All right. So that is Joe McGranahan, our good conservative co-host. But he's a natural-born listener, and he would love to hear from you today. Yeah, I'll pass. All right. So, Joe, would, well, I would like to hear from people <laughs> I'm only today. Kidding. Obviously, we want to hear from people. one 800 795 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And uh, the texting machine, I broke it the other day. It's still busted, so as soon as I get it fixed, we'll let you know. But uh, uh, we would just love to hear from you telephonically and emailically. Uh, email us at onthemarketwkok.com and uh, call us, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about the Shikolami School District and uh, the uh, union strike that's set for Saturday as it relates to support personnel at the district. Uh, we can talk about that if you have a remark, uh, plus or minus in that regard. You're welcome to give us a buzz. Uh, we also are going to talk a little bit about Liz Cheney. Uh, she did make some remarks yesterday on the floor of the U.S. House, so we'll have some excerpts of that. Uh, but uh, there's other things in the news you may wish to discuss. It's an open phones day. 1-800-795-9565. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, in the news, as we mentioned, support staff at Chickalami go on strike Friday. Uh, these are clerical and administrative workers, food service, transportation, custodial, maintenance, health, student services, trades, security services, and computer professionals at Shikalemi. Negotiations fell through recently, and the district seeking $600,000 in givebacks, uh, say union representatives, one of whom was on our show earlier today. The school board plans to talk about all of this tomorrow night. Strike scheduled for Friday morning. Associated Press is reporting something Joe is going to be very excited about. Uh, our next U.S. Senator Sean Parnell is officially in the race, a decorated U.S. Army veteran whose regular guesting on Fox News helped propel him to be a national figure. He's a favorite of former President Donald Trump and a big uh, individual who's uh, enjoyed by uh, many of President Donald Trump's fans in Pennsylvania. He's announcing his candidacy uh, for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate. Uh, he has officially made the announcement. A campaign for an open U.S. Senate seat in the presidential background, <coughs> battleground state of Pennsylvania could be the nation's most closely watched U.S. Senate race. Parnell says, I'm here tonight to tell you there's another critical fight. We're going to have to run into the flames. So we're going to have to go where the fight is the toughest. <laughs> That wouldn't be your phone, would it? No, that's that alarm <laughs> telling me to do a restart, but we do not need to this week, so okay. I, I hit dismiss. Uh, Parnell is a staunch ally of President Trump. He adopted President Trump's law and order rhetoric, got regular campaign stump shout-outs from President Trump, and picked a speaking <coughs> slot at the Republican National Convention. So, ladies and gentlemen. So, we still haven't heard from um, the former mayor of... Um, Western former Pennsylvania? Con no, former congressman. 
Um, that's terrible. I'm drawing a blank. Carney? Um, no, 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 no. He was thinking of running for the United States Senate. Uh, we've had him on this program many times. Why can't? Why am I drawing a blank? Mayor and congressman. It's been no. On he was sh- he was a congressman in the next district up from us, and he lost. Marino. He ran for no, Senate. He, was he ran for Senate. Where's my brain? Uh, mine is gone too. Oh dear. Rob, help us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's the best producer in all the world. I won't be mayor, any help in this matter at yeah. all. <laughs> the mayor of Hazelton. Oh, Barletta. Barletta. Yeah, he's, he's running. He, well, he's not. He didn't announce yet, did he? Yeah, but he, no, he had he not officially announced. It. But uh, Parnell's a household word. He's a super candidate, and uh, I would submit to you he's going to be our next U.S. senator. And um, Lou Barletta has a lot of negative baggage for some reason. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to necessarily quantify it, but. Uh, um, Maybe uh, the immigration issue from Hazelton stuck with him and well, hurt him. Well, it didn't hurt him when it ran for when he ran for Congress. All right, I get that, but uh, he ran for higher office, and well, that hurt him. There he is. Well, Bob Casey was a very popular guy. All right, uh, let's see. We do have to finish up the news. This will just take a few moments. COVID nineteen restrictions going to be lessened in Pennsylvania. Governor Tom Wolf announced maximum occupancy limits for indoor and outdoor gatherings will increase to fifty percent and seventy five percent for outdoor gatherings. Those will take effect next Monday. New statewide COVID nineteen numbers are down in every category except vaccinations. Those are continuing at good numbers. Two local counties are now in the moderate phase rather than the substantial spread of the disease phase. Montour and Snyder County now in the moderate level. Finally, we leave leave this news headlines segment with uh, some of the important, timely, and critically uh, patriotic words of Mrs. Liz Cheney. The Electoral College has voted. More than 60 state and federal courts, including multiple judges the former president appointed, have rejected his claims. The Trump Department of Justice investigated the former president's claims of widespread fraud and found no evidence. And, of course, the cancel culture Republican Party says for words like that, saying there was no steal, she must be demoted. I told you conservatives are 20 times worse at cancel culture than uh, Democrats. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, no, they're not. 1-800-795-9565. That's going to be the rest of the hour, Joe, and I just saying, no, they are. Yes, they are. No, they are. Yes, they are. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in on Open Phones Friday. Now, I have a question for the mayor, but before that, I, I <laughs> want to comment on Liz Cheney. Now, it was nice to hear her talking from the uh, the Democrat playbook, but mainstream <clears throat> Republicans like myself, you know, we have concerns about the, the last election, okay? We want to make sure the elections are uh, honest and fair, and we want to make sure that any uh, areas that there were, there could be wise cheating are controlled and and that's what people like me that's what our concern is and for Liz Cheney to be using the Democrat playbook I you know I I don't mind her being removed from her position let's face it she she didn't do her job so that's what I wanted to say about Liz Cheney I didn't plan on talking about her but that's what I said now this is a, a question for the former mayor okay last night I turned on PCN which former and the mayor, mayor of, pardon me which former mayor Aren't you the former mayor, Joe? I am the mayor. 
Oh, you're the current mayor. I yes. didn't know that. <laughs> Holy cow, you got two hats on. I, I apologize. I thought that uh, you were done with that job and, and uh, moved on to other things. I apologize. And, and again, I don't read your newspaper down there, so I don't know. But Okay, bottom line is I'm watching PCN last night, and the mayor of Scranton, uh, Paige Cognetti, is that a name you guys are familiar with? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Paige was on PCN and uh, talking to the host, and you know they were you know talking about you know all the problems that they face up there and everything, and that uh, Paige was an outsider that came in from another state to run, and the the host says, now what what is it that most excites you about Scranton? What do you like the most? And Cognetti responded, well, at Easter time, and then she stopped. She goes, oh, am I, I'm sorry, am I allowed to say that? And uh, <laughs> The, the lady says, oh, yeah, you can say it. She said, well, I apologize. So as a mayor, why would a mayor think that she or he cannot say the word Easter on a public TV station? I think that's what the left uh, people on, not everybody on the left, but some people on the left who want to completely separate uh, faith from you know, government uh, get upset about these holidays, but I, I can't for the life of me think of why she would feel she couldn't say that. I mean, uh, Easter is a holiday, just like Christmas, the 4th of July, uh, Independence uh, Memorial Day. I mean, they're all holidays. You know, some are religious, some are, some are uh, secular, but they're all holidays, so it's not like it doesn't it, exist. It, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I cannot fathom if there was a person on there of another faith besides Christianity, and they said what it, one of their holidays, could you imagine if they stopped and said, "Oh, am I allowed to say, you know, Yom Kippur or whatever?" I mean, I, it just—I'm thinking to myself, where the heck is this country headed that we could have a mayor of a relatively large city in Pennsylvania that's distressed? Have a concern about saying Easter. So that's my point. It, you know, I just, I was flabbergasted. I was shocked, actually. That is. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised to hear yeah, that. Yeah, maybe our campaign said, you know, be ultra-sensitive in your remarks about other faiths. But and there, and our, then she took that and thought, oh, dude, maybe... Our I'm Muslim not. friends are wrapping up Ramadan. I don't see anything wrong with mentioning that. Or, you know, we talk about Passover. We talk about Jewish holidays. I think we should have respect for everybody's religious holidays and everybody's national holidays. Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, I just think that maybe her handlers said be ultra-sensitive about uh, religious holidays and your precise referencing to uh, other faiths. And so rather than, you know, either stop or pause or not mention it at all, she started in and then said, oh, wait, I'm not... She's probably speaking more to individuals who are helping her campaign than to... If, if your description is uh, is uh, helpful enough, you know, speaking to individuals that are helping her with the campaign, less so the public audience there. This was, what, a televised debate? or Yeah, and, okay. and I actually have, I have, I uh, recorded it, <laughs> and I'd be glad to send the tape to you so that you can look at it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I would like to see that, sure. What is it? What's your email there you wanted at? And you know what? I have it on Facebook, so I don't know that I can transfer it. I'm not smart enough to, to transfer it to an email. <laughs> well, send, send the Thanks. link to onthemark at wkok.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll, on the mark. we'll use that sound on the air to help take us to the next level. 
So yeah, and and then the, the other thing, uh, Mark, not to shoot you down. Oh but man! If, if, <laughs> then if she, don't. You're out of time. Why would she ask for per, if her handlers gave her direction not to do that? Why would she apologize? To, she she made a mistake. Uh-huh. There's no reason. Okay, you just you know, you make your mistake and you move on. You don't say you're sorry <laughs> or, or ask for permission to say that word. I don't you know. know. Yeah, it makes so I'm not, no I'm sense. I'm not buying your theory. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you might have said Christmas. <laughs> a lot of my theories don't hold water. I think you'll find, Mike. All right. Thank okay, you so much. Food shortages. What are you guys hearing about food shortages? Nothing until you. I just hear their chickens it. are hard to get. Well, they're hard to okay. catch. <laughs> I, 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 a good friend of mine is a very healthy eater, and he, he eats these special kind of red beets. He said he hasn't been able to get them. Uh, they're not showing the, the shelves are empty where he goes and shops. A guy on uh, Bloomberg News just now said that he likes these special green grapes. He went to four grocery stores before he could uh, find them. I like a particular fruit that uh, Wises carries, and I'm having a hard time finding that in the frozen food case. So, uh, I, it seems to be in the vegetables in the fruit area of what I'm hearing. Uh, so I just was curious if you guys are hearing anything, you know. I, I mean, we had the toilet paper thing last year, which I fully don't understand. But uh, I, I don't know. I hope there's not going to be supply chain well, problems. A if wide you, range yeah, I, I of trust supply you're not chain issues, that. stores that don't have certain products, and uh, car lots that don't have vehicles on them. So, yeah, I guess this is part and parcel of that. There's a lack of truckers. We talked about that yesterday. So well, individual companies can't get to pe- truckers to haul the goods. You may want to rephrase what you said. You said you don't understand toilet paper. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the idea that... For whatever reason, that was the item that just was, like, gone. Well, sure, you know? because nobody wants to have the alternative. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the bottom line is this. If you, the, our supply chains and the, are so tight with the supply and demand, if you just disrupt the demand a little bit, it shows it's like the bread and the milk it, uh, when there's a snowstorm coming. You know, normally there's always enough. But when just a little bit more than the average amount of people want to buy it, it's gone. <laughs> it I guess. runs out. All right. Thank you so much for Thanks, calling Mike. in, Mike. Take care. Really appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. When we come back, we're going to hear another remark from Liz Cheney, the super congresswoman from Wyoming, who I agree with the House Republican, she should be demoted. But Joe no, says, she oh, she should stay on board, freedom of speech, blah, 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 and all yeah, that blah, stuff. Blah, 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 and all that so stuff. So that, uh, yeah, I don't know. But we have two good emails. We'll read those on the radio. We've got a good caller waiting. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a buzz. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we are enjoying an open phones day. We have an email out to Jason Bendel, Superintendent Chickalami, and a text out to Wendy Weist, hoping to get the school district's side of the story on as it relates to the support staff strike. Uh, one of our good uh, listeners has pointed out uh, that I misstated the broad depth of individuals that are covered by this union. Uh, only secretaries and aides. None of the others I mentioned are part of this particular union, only secretaries and aides. Not uh, I mentioned everybody that's in any support staff role at the district, and it turns out only secretaries and aides are in this group, and I don't know how many are covered by this. I was going to say, we didn't ask what the total number of people being uh, affected would be. Well, I did ask that, but then you interrupted with another question, so we never got to find out, so that's the well, end That's of right. That. Blame so it on me. We you always blame it on me. <laughs> it's your part of the problem. <laughs> All right, we're enjoying open phones. Shikalami is one of our topics. We're also talking about Liz Cheney and uh, others. We didn't have the quote. You promised we'd come back with a, a comment from Liz Cheney. Supply chain issues. I'll get that ready while Eric, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So, uh, Ms. Cheney, who's up, is she in relation to Dick Cheney, the famous wing shooter? From <laughs> I believe it's his daughter. A famous daughter. wing shooter. It's his daughter, okay. Famous hunter shooter. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I guess the question I have is just real quick: is, is, is why is this vote secret, Joe? Can you, can you illuminate that? Why, why those who are going to vote take her out or, or support her? Why, why won't they stand up and put their name on the line? Oh, they're cowards. <laughs> okay, okay, good enough. Simple Fair answer. Enough. <laughs> If they want to go on the record and they believe it so yeah. sincerely, they should do it in open public meeting and let I, everybody I know where they are. It's like people, it's like people sending anonymous stuff, you know. It's like you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the reason I called though is, and I realize this is a local show, but a lot of your listeners, like I do, enjoy uh, uh, going on cruises. Uh, you know, down out of mostly down out of Florida. Of course, you can go out. I guess New York now and New Jersey, whatever. Florida is a popular destination. And Governor DeSantis down there is taking on all the cruise lines. The cruise lines are saying, and I think they should, if you want to cruise with us, you must demonstrate you've been vaccinated. And the governor is basically saying no, no, no to that. There's no way you have to do that if you live in the state of Florida. So he is risking, I think the, the, the news report this morning said $3 billion, B, billion dollars in revenue that Florida is going to lose because of this issue. And the question I have is, if he's supposed to be such a good Republican governor, why is he trying to sink the state uh, and, and, and take away three, potentially $3 billion of revenue over what he's trying to make out of a political issue? He's sticking up um, for the freedoms of his citizens, which is what a governor should do. Okay, and no one has the right, the right to go on a cruise. You have to pay for it and so forth. But I feel a business has the right to guarantee that its workers are as safe as possible. Uh, have either of you guys ever been on a cruise? 
Well, up the Susquehanna River, I had a boat for 21 okay. years. <laughs> no, I have not cruised. And okay. I don't plan I, I, to. Uh, uh, back to the point my wife and I and our kids have. And there's no way, there's no way, and, and people can call it a bit on a cruise, that you can social distance on a cruise line. There's too many people. There's too few spaces. I think my uh, bedroom we had with my two sons and my wife was so small, I think I had to go outside to change my mind. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a knee slapper. <laughs> but... Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so um, I think it's very perfectly reasonable for these cruise lines to say, we have, we have made sure that all of our employees are inoculated and to prevent these issues that, um, that we are going to have request people to prove that they're inoculated to go and become part of a small, tight-knit community for several days up to two weeks to guarantee safety to others and to say, look, we're not going to get people to come and, and, and engage in our business in this specific environment unless we can help guarantee that they're going to be safe during our businesses. Okay? Have, you, have you dined out recently? I have, but I, when you're dining out, it's not the same as being on a cruise, Joe. That's oh, what I'm saying. It is you because a lot, of the, a lot of the no, time you're not, outdoors and the you know, cruise... I, I can go into a restaurant, and I've been in restaurants, where they can space me six feet away from people. On a cruise, it, it, that is impossible. Not really, not if they reduce the number of people that they accept on the cruise Again, ship. if they reduce the number of people, then they are not economically feasible to cruise because there's a certain, obviously, logistic requirement of funds to make it viable. Okay, so you're, so you're upset about Governor DeSantis being concerned about losing money, but you don't think the cruise line should cut back on the number of people just to make things safer for everybody. Again, just, just like we've said on this program, it's economic viability. How many of our restaurants were not be able to open under certain conditions because it was not economically viable for them to under reduced conditions unless they expanded their place outside? You can't do that on a cruise line. You can't start towing little boats behind and people in little motel boats behind a cruiser, right? So I think it's economic viability. I think this governor, uh, little Donnie DeSantis, and by the way, there's no rumor that he's actually moved in with, with uh, Trump and Mar-a-Lago for more than a night or two. Uh, is trying to your to bias push is showing agenda. your bias is showing Eric <laughs> <laughs> is it really yes it is because I want and my whole point is I'm sick and tired of different political entities trying to politicize this issue of COVID it's time for us to realize that this is part of our world this will need to get together we need to get vaccinated so we all can be viable so and we can all go cruising again and Florida can get $3 billion in revenue, so the next time I go down there, I don't get totally raped with what I'm paying taxes for hotels and riding on their highways and other things. So what is it in cruise? And let me finish before you before you start sure. telling me that I'm I wrong. Yeah. All right, so you go on a cruise. A lot of what you do is dining. You do the same thing here at a restaurant. The staff is wearing masks. You wear a mask into the place. You sit down. You eat your dinner. You take your mask off. You, in theory, put your mask back on to circulate through the area. But in many cases, I've seen been in restaurants where I've seen people, uh, you know, not wearing those masks coming in, and the, and some places say, you know, hey, we're not going to require you to wear a mask here. It's up to you if you do it, and you may, uh, you may, uh, if you don't want to do that, don't come in here. If you're, I think Governor DeSantis is saying the same thing to the cruise industry, you know, let people come and make their own decision. What's wrong with that? 
because the decisions those people are making are affecting the other people upon that cruise. Not if they're vaccinated, <laughs> not if they've now, taken that's pre- what, precautions. That's what I'm saying. But without being able to prove that vaccinated, they're not going to draw the people in who are willing to cruise but are not willing to take an unacceptable risk of getting sick by somebody else. It is impossible to be six foot distance upon a cruise ship with enough people there to make the cruise viably economic. Well, that's what I still the say. The only that's way to the, do that is that, to have and to, to allow people to come and feel comfortable coming and being in that environment is the only way to do that is to make sure that everyone else is also vaccinated. So that I would say that's the cruise line's problem, not my problem. But and thanks for the comment. it'll be Florida's problem if the cruise lines pull out and, and decide to port in Texas, Mississippi, other places and lose $3 billion in revenue to the state of Florida because Mr. DeSantis wants to be a little Donald Trump. They probably find the same issue in Texas, don't you think? I doubt it. Have another Republican governor there. You seem to have it in for Republican governors, Eric, but that's okay. Well, uh, tell me what what Democratic governor is against having their people vaccinated. They're demonstrating that they have vaccinations. What Democratic governor is against that? I've never heard any Republican governor say they're against being vaccinated. but, But why not then have proof of your vaccinations? Well, in we, this case, in this case. <laughs> so, in other words, you're 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 now in favor of how all of us carrying our vaccination passports. Now, proof see, now that we're you're vaccinated. making a generalization, Joe, which isn't true. What I'm saying is, in this case, as someone who has been on a cruise with my family, I think it's perfectly legitimate for that cruise line to say, for the safety of our employees and to encourage other people to again join into cruising, that we have the the right to. Demonstrate, have people demonstrate that they've been vaccinated for the safety of everyone on board that closed-in environment of this vessel. All right, what, what, read that to Eric, if you don't mind. It says a note to Eric. Eric, just call me Rosa Parks. She didn't want to sit in the back of the bus. I don't want to wear a mask. Right, this is a huge national legacy <laughs> a criminal uh, and, issue. And Rosa Parks being black was going to be, uh, I, I refute what that person said, because Rosa Parks being black was uh, someone who's going to affect people in the rest of the bus. Or she was trying to say my right. I also have a right to expectation of safety when I'm paying a entity, when this case would be a cruise line, to um, to provide services to but me. But here's One the thing, Eric. Provide a reasonable, safe environment. Eric, if you're not satisfied that the, the environment is safe, you don't take the cruise. You're asking everybody exactly. to accommodate Thank you. you. Thank you yeah. very much. And what you're you're asking exactly everybody, Eric. Eric, you are asking everybody to accommodate you. You're not willing to make no. any accommodations. No. Joe, what I'm saying is this company has the right to, to business, and the only way they have business is to have certain conditions which are going to allow people to feel comfortable going back cruising again. So they, to average have other people come on board, they have to have a guarantee of safety, just like when they had problems with the cruise line with the uh, rhinovirus and everything else. They had to demonstrate they had a safe environment by upping what, how much they cleaned and everything. Okay. So they, that company has a right to try to attract people to their business Part of that business is making sure that their folks okay. are safe on board their ship. Listen, we got to move on, so we'll have to I'm agree sorry. to disagree, I Eric. I break Thank you two up. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, Eric. Take care, Eric. G- glad to hear from you, Thank sir. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank I appreciate you. it. You Thank too. You. Take care. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got one caller in. Go ahead and read the upper right-hand corner, okay. then we'll take the break. Good morning, gentlemen. Here's my thought on the Shikolami School District. When my son went to Christian school, which was 20 years ago or more, we paid $2,400 a year for his education. 
education from first grade up. We also pay Chickalemi school taxes. We were never relieved of that debt. I think it's time that renters were made to subsidize their children going to school with extra taxes put on them. Someone said recently education is the best gift you can give to your child, and yet we want it for free. Great things come at a great sacrifice. Well, renters pay school taxes. It just is tied to the rent. Uh, and plus, they would also have to pay any per capita or other taxes that the district levies. But renters do pay school sure. district property taxes. Well, I'm sure I'm the sure landlord, the landlord does say, passes oh, it on. Oh, yeah, I'll <laughs> give you a free ride in the Shikolami district. I, I hope to lose money on you yeah. <laughs> coming up. All right, yes, uh, t- renters pay plenty of taxes. It's just all rolled into the rent. We'll take a quickie break. We've got a caller waiting. We'll be right back. I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law and joins the former president's crusade to undermine our democracy. Well, guess what? They did it. (laughs) They did it. House Republicans secretly, who they won't live up to their votes, uh, ousted Representative Liz Cheney from her post as the chamber's number three GOP leader. Did they announce the total? No. Oh, okay, no well, I would think that somebody then, you know, let's say the vote was 30 to 20, somebody could have plausible <laughs> deniability. Well, it wasn't me that did this How can you be thing? spineless and then admit you did it? I think that uh, defeats the purpose. No, uh, I'm saying they would have cover. If their vote wasn't unanimous, they could always say, you know, they put one blank bullet in the firing squad's right, guns. Okay, I got you. So that everybody can oh, think, I'm I didn't one. really do it. <laughs> I'm the one that didn't vote to oust her. <laughs> Yet she persisted with her false claims that the election fraud didn't happen and that President Trump should be the uh, real president of the U.S., because she's in touch with reality, she has no role in the current Republican Party. All right, so we are enjoying open phones, wide range of topics. Cindy, you're on the mark. You're up next. I'm I'm kind of fascinated with this whole thing about um, the cruise ships. One of the best I'm wondering if the governor is making is that there are not other places with adequate infrastructure in place to accommodate these ships coming in. I would imagine there are special circumstances if... Um, bringing in a cruise ship has to be very different than bringing in a cargo ship. You have to have a lot of parking, and you have to have ticketing facilities and, you know, all kinds of special things that aren't necessarily in place in every deep port. But it could represent an opportunity for the Port of Philadelphia. I don't know. I know that they wanted to attract um, vessels that, you know, that drafted deeper, that set sat lower in the water, and as a consequence, they wanted to dredge the Delaware River to accommodate that. So I don't know. It could represent, instead of being upset with what one governor's doing, perhaps this represents an opportunity to other coastal states, ports, to jump on the opportunity to invite them in. Okay. That's a good point. I, I also, I also uh, have a very great deep concern about this uh, vaccination card. You know, when they push through um, the Unaffordable Health Insurance Act, which some people call Obamacare, one of the things they did was they stripped us of our medical privacy. And although I've aired my concern about this in the past, um, the people kind of trivialized what I had to say about it. I think we, because they don't think there's anything in their medical past that they care about being made public, they are willing to strip everyone else of their privacy. But don't we want to ensure that each of us enjoys privacy about our most personal things, which is our health? 
you know, I, it astounds me that people are um, willing to throw that away. I think you made a very good point, Joe. If you've been vaccinated, then what do you care? Uh, you know, I don't understand this kind of rabid distress when if you've been vaccinated, then you're protected and what other people do really isn't germane to you. Yeah, and part of part of the cruise is outside, and right now, maybe being outside is uh, considered safe. And gosh, there have been cruises they brought in these cruise ships. Um, I would never set foot on a cruise ship before this ever happened because I've seen the kind of illness outbreaks they have on those cruise ships and how incapable they are of managing them. So people turned their back on those kinds of things, didn't care that there were these risks for taking this cruise, but now all of a sudden. People are all distressed about this singular issue. I don't get it. You could have caught the flu. You know, you could have theoretically, depending upon how free you are with your associations, there are a large variety of illnesses you could have contracted. Nobody's screening them for venereal diseases, you know, to assure that all the passengers, should they choose to be, you know, easygoing in their associations, wouldn't contract a venereal disease. I mean... I think this is really, the, I think, well, the cruise ship is going, they have suffered, I have no doubt, they have suffered financially and will continue to suffer financially for the people that don't choose to participate in that kind of vacationing. But to suggest that those, those uh, facilities are hygienic is laughable if you just take a look at the outbreaks of illness they've had on these cruise ships. And you're stuck. That's the thing that blows me away. If I took a car trip to a city and got sick, I can go home. But you're on that cruise ship. You're stuck. You're there. Yeah. For all of its foibles. And (laughs) and that's what started a lot of this pandemic stuff was people were stuck on cruise ships and they were sick. Right. Well, that was actually kind of a blessing because they weren't allowed to. You know, remember when that happened, those people were brought to the country and President Trump insisted that they be taken, isolated, right, to protect the rest of us from them, isolated them um, to uh, shield their fellow citizens from the risk. And then they were, you know, allowed to go home once they didn't become sick. I thought that was a prudent thing to do. Now. You know, there are people who say, well, there's already sick people in the country, so what's another hundred sick people? I I don't follow that logic because you're peppering them throughout the nation. Yeah, we're letting them them come across the border into Mexico, from Mexico, without any issue. Mr. Biden announced before he was ever elected that he believed that this country could assimilate two million people every year. And obviously what he's doing is that he is manipulating the situation in order to do that. Obviously, you know. The arrests on the border have more than tripled in one month. In one month. You know, this is... Obviously, there are... Among us, there are people who want um, a unified North America. I've heard that discussion where there is nothing that stops people from moving from central and America from Mexico into the United States and Canada, that this would be one unified thing, like the EU, you know. Um, But there are those of us who oppose that. We're not interested in in having that. So I I see what Mr. Biden is doing is he's undermining 
what little authority our country has in that way by just allowing people to pour across the border. All right, we got you. Agree with you. Thank, Thank you, you so Cindy. much. Thank you Thank very you. much. Uh, next up, Bob. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Well, yeah, I guess we have to believe all Republicans are liars now since they got rid of Liz Cheney. That's the rule now is Republicans are all liars. And what, what's the rule? Why is that, Bob? Why why is that? What has this got to do with lying? They voted for because they voted out. Because the truth, and they can't take the truth. And they all walked out and wouldn't listen to it. That the big babies, Republicans are big babies. They're living under the Trump lies. And the only reason... Trump kept them people on the uh, ship was because he didn't even believe there was a, a, a crisis going on in America, in our country. Well, why, why would he do that? If he, he didn't believe it, Bob, if he didn't believe it, why would he keep them on the ship? Explain that to me. Well, did you listen to everything he said? Is no, I'm asking away? you. You're it's saying he'd go away and... You're saying he didn't he didn't believe it was a problem. You would have think then he would have said, Well, come on in. We don't believe there's a problem, but he kept him on the ships. Well, to be honest, I think that was probably the best thing to do, but he just downplayed that virus thing all the way and right. he has no no credit given to him for doing anything for this crisis with this COVID nineteen. He did nothing to help the American people except kill him. Yeah, he had he had a lot of help with that from Governor Cuomo. I mean, Governor Wolf, they did a great job killing old people too, don't you think? They did the best they could. You know what happens is so they the Democrats COVID, the Democrats you are, you're allowed back in your you're not out in the, back to work in ten days. So the Democrats so they they, they help people out for ten days. They did nothing wrong. So the Democrats help people, but the Republicans they just killed them, right? We got and you. Lie. No, right, and well, lie. And lie and kill. Yeah, right. Everything all right. is all lies now from the Republicans. And killing. And people need to understand that. All right. We got you, Bob. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you. Lower right-hand corner, Joe. That's an email. Go all right. right. Uh, let's see. The support staff at Chickalamie is wonderful. I've been to all buildings throughout the years and got to know the secretaries, which are the first face you see in a building, and they do a great job. They care and know the kids, which is the most important thing. The secretaries do the heavy lifting by keeping the buildings running smoothly. Good custodians, cafeteria workers, etc., are key factors of any building. The teachers at Chickalamie and most local districts are excellent. Our biggest problem is Bendel, the superintendent, who was let go at Danville for unprofessional behavior. He resigned. Okay, I'm reading what's written here. I'm, you no, know, I'm just you're making in, injecting the, you're, fact. You're fact-checking, okay. <laughs> we got what we deserve for hiring him. Actually, I thought he's doing a pretty darn well, good job. Well, the district has 110% confidence in him. They love him. Oh, okay, so that says a lot. How about him giving back what Danville had to pay him to leave and part of what we are paying him? Education is the key to success and caring, capable, uh, caring and capable that work... I guess he meant caring and first personal hand. people, caring and capable people that work firsthand with the students. Don't bring in outsiders who have no idea what makes up our district. I think he's a Shikinami graduate. He certainly lives around here. But, uh, I was yeah, very the, impressed by Dr. The school Bendel. board has confidence in him, but there are many educators who do not. And so there, therein lies the heart of maybe that dispute well, there. Every superintendent has his supporters and detractors. Okay.
Let's well, face it. Well, there was one superintendent at Shikolami that was loved by everyone. Earl who, Horton. Thank you. Okay, we got to mention that when we get the we get the chance to do so. Uh, Earl Dan, was the gold standard for superintendents. Yeah, that's, I don't remember. Jason Bendel left. Uh, he resigned, and uh, the Daily Item covered the heck out of this as I recovered more so than we did. And uh, the school board said they weren't sure of the exact circumstances of the resignation, but it was like a mutual parting. I, I don't think they ever announced exactly no. what led to it. So I mean, he had been. You know, he'd gotten in the at odds with the super or with the uh, somebody up there uh, somehow, but the board never said exactly what it was. So, but he resigned. So that's a fact, Jack. And um, for the most part, is doing pretty well at Chickalimie by most accounts, anyway. Seems to be. Except this good emailer. So we appreciate the email. Keep them coming. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the telephone number. You can email us at on the market at kok.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Millions of Americans have been misled by the former president. They have heard only his words, but not the truth, as he continues to undermine our democratic process, sowing seeds of doubt about whether democracy really works at all. Amen. And uh, the we just received information that Cheney was removed by a voice vote, not a secret ballot. Representative Adam Kinzinger, a Republican of Illinois, said Cheney had a lot of supporters in the House Republican Conference on Wednesday, but it was unclear how many there were because she was ousted from her leadership position by a voice vote, not a secret ballot, as the caucus rules usually dictate. All right, Dan, you so got to. So they did stand up and vote for as they felt. Dan, you could have up to three minutes if you start talking right now. Okay, well, there's a. How did she know that Trump stole, that Trump was wrong when he said the election was stolen from? How can you get on all the major networks and say Trump is lying about the election? You can't do that. Why not? Trump got on all the networks and said he was stolen from him. He has That's every right. He's the victim in the <laughs> okay. circumstances. She is hollering from the outside as if she knows and that's where she went wrong and that's why she lost her leadership position because she made it definite that he's a liar the same as a lot of your other Trump haters do call Trump a liar and to be honest to be fully honest she could have stated it different as I did on this program. I think the election was stolen from Trump, but I do not know 
100%, and neither does anyone else mm-hmm. at this stage. Do you think, uh, let we me ask you, Dan. We'll never know. Dan, let me ask you a question. Do you think Trump was a truthful man? Yeah, more so than he's given credit for. <laughs> so, a in lot other words, more so. Well, what he's percentage? A lot more truthful than our current president. What percentage? He didn't lie. He promises made, promises okay. kept. What percentage and, of his of his comments would you say were lies? Five percent, fifty percent, seventy-five percent? I'd say fifty percent. I'd say less than five. Oh, less than five percent. Okay. Less than five. And Biden told us. His lies before he got in, what he was going to be a moderate, and he turned out to be nothing but a left-leaning liberal, not that he knows what he's doing. The left's leading him every step of the way. Trump made promises, and, and he kept all that he could. I put it that way. He, he kept most of them. And I give him great credit. And... Uh, they cannot give Trump an ounce of credit for what he did for our country, but that's where Liz went wrong. If she, yeah, she can have a personal opinion. Yeah, she can think that, but don't get all over the news and and say that Trump's a liar and because he believes the election was stolen from him. And I got news for Liz Cheney. I know you feel different, Joe, but I, I'll say I haven't met one Republican around this area and ones that call me here that think that the election wasn't stolen. They All right, we got you, was. Dan. Thank you so yeah, much, so Dan. We got another so caller. we got to get him on. Minority okay, Dan. They, we have another caller. No. We have to get going, Dan. We have another caller, and we only have two All minutes right, left. You guys have a Take great care. one. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bob, you're on the mark. Good morning. Three quick points. Number one, Liz Cheney was lying. There was never ever, ever any evidence presented to the court. They, none of them, none of the courts would hear the cases. I, that's number one. Number two... Yeah, uh, if Eric is so worried about cruise ship and he's so uh, convinced that masks and, and vaccinations are so good, then what's he afraid of if he has them? Number three, the reason the school board is dumping the, these, the workers that they're dumping is so they can protect the union teachers because they spend all the money on them and they have nothing left over because most of the school board members are nepotists. Well, they have to give the Look administrators exorbitant raises, too. Why? Undeserved. I don't They're know. They're already getting more than they deserve. It's it's the shikalimi way. <laughs> it's the why they, way they Here's do the it. Here's the deal, okay? This, now, this is a little bit antiquated data. You only got 10 but seconds. In the last 10 years, 75% less enrollment, 125% more supervisors. Right. Okay. It's not right. Hey, well nice said. Thanks for calling, Bill. Thank Call you us so again. much, Bob. Yeah. Smart man, that Bob. Yep, from Williamsport. Smart man across from me, Joe, on some days. And so we appreciate him coming in. We'll see him tomorrow for the end of his retirement shortened week. This is WDK, OK Sunbury.